Hi folks, welcome to the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast by Gary Ryan from Organisations That Matter. In this podcast, Gary shares everything about servant leadership, service leadership, authentic leadership, how to create high performance cultures, service excellence and life balance. Here's your host, Gary Ryan. Hi folks, this is Gary Ryan and it's a pleasure to be with you. This episode's about the most important mental model that Michelle and I have taught our five children. It has absolutely been the most powerful mindset that we've taught our children since they were very little. In fact, even before they could properly read, we were teaching them this mindset. Now, in terms of mental models, it's all in Chapter 2 of Disruption Leadership Matters, Lessons for Leaders from the Pandemic. It's also in the Plan for Personal Success program where I teach about mental models. And it's also in my very first book, What Really Matters for Young Professionals. So just a quick reminder, if you imagine an iceberg and above the waterline is the top of the iceberg, that's your behavior that is observable and visible to everyone. And in fact, recordable. People can give you feedback on that behavior. Below the waterline, is where your mental models sit. And your mental models are your theories about how the world works. You cannot not have mental models. It's impossible not to have them. We know from a neuroscience and an evolution point of view, human beings needed to be able to work out in the distance if that shape was friend, foe, food, whatever the case may be. But we had to be at distance based on limited data because if it was foe, if it was dangerous, if it was something that could attack us, We didn't want to be too close to it. The mental models have enabled human beings to thrive and survive. Part of the challenge is, though, is because our mental models are below the waterline, most people don't know about the theories that they've got that are directly impacting their behavior. So it's the same for you. Your mental models directly impact your behavior. And in my professional work and my coaching and the work I do in organizational cultures, I help raise that iceberg out of the water so that people can become more aware of their mental models. And the issue with your theories about the world that come from your life's experience, they come from your national culture, they come from your work experience, right from the first time you ever got a job, they come from your family experience, whether you got a religion or not. And if you do have a religion, what sort of theories those that religion's teaching you to, to have uh, is where our mental models come from. And one of my heroes, Chris Ardras, he says that Real learning only ever occurs when you shift or change a mental model, which means we actually change a theory. It's very difficult to change a theory if you don't know what they are. Now, because our evolution has caused us to be able to judge things with limited data from a distance, one of the things us humans like to be right, like to be, is we like to be right. So we like to be correct. And any of you in a relationship will know if you think of your partner. Uh, We like to be right, okay? As a result of that, what we do is once we get a mental model, even if it's subconscious, we go seeking information that reinforces that mental model, okay, because we like to be right. Now, that can create over time a challenge for learning. Now, Carol Dweck talks about a growth mindset. So a growth mindset is when we have have deliberately formed mental models, conscious mental, mental models, that I'm always learning. I'm always open to learning. Now, a fixed mindset is when, yes, I'll learn, but only within the lane where I feel comfortable. So I'm not going to be vulnerable to move out of that lane into areas where I might not know because I don't want to be seen as being incompetent and vulnerable as a result, whereas the growth mindset embraces that vulnerability. So now that we've just refreshed what we mean by mental models, 
I'm sure you'd like to know what is the mental model that we taught our children. And this mental model was tested by the pandemic, folks. This is when it really got tested. We had a belief, Michelle and I had a shared mental model. That's the other thing about mental models. When you create shared mental models, all you leaders out there, it's one of your most important jobs is to create shared mental models or shared theories about what the team or the organization is trying to do and what success looks like and equally how we're going to get there together. We need to have those things shared and explicit. That's obviously a lot of the work that I do in my uh, professional work with my coaching and culture development work where we help develop those shared mental models and then make sure that your systems and processes actually support them. So now you're still wondering, what's that mental model that Michelle and I taught our five children? And what it was and is to this day is that they are the ones who are responsible for their learning, not us. Our children have been taught that they are the ones responsible for their learning, not their parents. So what does that look like in a practical sense? So when they were little, yes, of course, we started reading with them. At night time, we would read and tell stories. But as soon as we could, we would get them to the age and say, okay, you like reading? Yes, I like reading. Well, now you, you it's reading's part of your responsibility. It's part of your learning. Now, it's important that you bring the book to us, and we will always be available when you do, but you bring the book to us so we will read with you and we will help you. Equally, when one of our children uh, was having some trouble with reading, you know, they put their hand up and let us know straight away, I'm having trouble with this, and we said, okay. We as parents will now do what we need to do. And we went to the school and we found some support. And in this particular instance, the uh, the support the school gave us was to buy a whole bunch of word cards. We had a, a 500 uh, cards with just like cat, dog and them, us and all these words on it. And then it was just to play games with that child who was five at the time and create sentences, starting off with three word sentences and so forth. And because we taught this mental model to our child, um, he was able to, you know, be the instigator. Come on, let's play those games. So even though he was having trouble learning because of what we did to support him and because he owned his learning, even at that age, within a week, he was reading fluently. Seriously, within one week, okay? Um, and when that problem arised, our, our mental model of us demonstrating that was, well, we didn't know how to handle that situation. The older children hadn't had that problem um, so we didn't know. So we went to the experts. Where were the experts? Well, the experts are at school. So let's go there and ask them. And within days, we got the answer for, to, to actually help us come up with the solution. Now, all along the journey, what Michelle and I do is we look for opportunities to reinforce to our children. That's exactly what being responsible for your learning is. So let's come to the pandemic. So our youngest child at the time is in year four in elementary or primary school here in Australia. And uh, they're doing one hour class in the morning and then they've got some work to do before they can they're, they're finished work. Remember, we're in lockdown. So I come out of my office after a session, my, my home office uh, where I am right now, and I go to make myself a coffee and I notice that my youngest son is on his phone FaceTiming one of his best friends who also has the same name. Um, and, I'm you know, that's great. I'm, I'm thinking they're just chatting. But as I'm making myself the coffee, I noticed... I noticed that they were talking about schoolwork. And then I noticed even more, the whole conversation was focused on schoolwork. 
So I came back and I said to my son Darcy, I said, "Oh Darcy, you know what, what? What are you? What are you and the other Darcy doing?" He said, "Well, look, we we work really well at school. Now at this stage, they weren't in the same class. They'd previously been in the same class, but this when they were in year four, they were in separate classes, but they knew that they worked well together. So they had reached out to each other independently and arranged to follow up after their school session." to do the work, to work together, to get the work done so then they could go and play. What a wonderful example of being responsible for your learning. So I said to Darcy, and in fact, the other Darcy, I said, Darcy's that is a great example of being responsible for your learning. And I said to my Darcy, the other Darcy's not sure what that means. Uh, you can You can explain it to him. So as I walk off, I could hear my son explaining it to his friend what that meant. And folks, this is the thing with this mental model. You've got to catch your children doing it. Initially, you've got to support it and nurture it so they're not going to do it 100%. But as they start to do it, you've got to keep saying, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. You know, they go to their sports training. Okay, what are you going to focus on at your training? Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, when you're responsible for your learning and you like this sport, what might it be? Oh, okay, I'm going to focus on my three-point shots or I'm going to focus on my kicking or I'm going to focus on my hitting or I'm going to focus on uh, how I get my knee lift going. Whatever it might be, you can reinforce this mental model. Now, folks, those of you that are in leadership positions, is it really any different in a workplace? And I can promise you, this is one of the biggest challenges with our workplaces, folks. The biggest problem might even be your problem um, that you're trying to break by the, and the fact that you're listening to this podcast might mean that you're well on the way. But far, far, far too many people hand over responsibility for their learning to their employer. I'll say that again. Far, far, far too many people hand over responsibility for their learning to their employer. Now, what if the employer doesn't, doesn't train them properly? I mean, folks, we think with the internet arriving in 1993 in Australia that that's had such a massive impact on our lives, it's not funny. That is going to look like a school picnic with the impact that AI is going to have. And human beings, whether we like it or not, a lot of jobs are going to be at significant risk. And people who have let themselves release their responsibility for their learning are going to be at significant risk. I'm not saying that's right, folks, but you don't have to be Einstein to see what's coming. Those people who are responsible for their learning. Now, of course, a good organization will develop you, but I believe you should adopt the mental model that anything your organization gives you is a bonus, right? This is why the folk that hire me and pay for me out of their own pocket, right? They hire me and pay for me out of their own pocket as an investment in themselves are always the best people to coach because they're invested. And they are being responsible for their learning, so responsible they're prepared to actually pay for it themselves, right? Now, of course, we deliver many times over uh, return for those people with job opportunities and things like that and or just being uh, much more happy with the way their life works because of the life planning side of it that we bring into our coaching all of the time. So the final word here, folks, is I really strongly urge you, urge you to consider, A, adopting being responsible for your learning yourself. And then secondly, if you have children, teach it to your children. And thirdly, if you're a leader in an organization, teach it to the people you're leading in the organization. What are they doing to be responsible for their learning? 
Once again, this is the Moving Beyond Being Good podcast. I'm Gary Ryan, your host from Organisations That Matter, and I look forward to delivering the next episode. Bye.